Google Play, simply say, hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Hey Google, play KBOI. (laughs) Hey Google, crank it up. That's just one of the platforms, by the way, that you can listen to us. Mm-hmm. The uh, newest one, of course, 93.1 FM, 670 AM. You can listen online, KBOI.com, Google Play, Alexa. Um, am, am I missing any? I think that's it. iHeart. Listen to that I, last there, there you go, iHeart. Uh, forgot about that one, so you can stream it that way. So plenty of ways to stream it, plenty of ways to listen. Also, plenty of ways to take part in the uh, show. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want today. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. Don't forget, you can get 30 cents a gallon off your gas just by purchasing an express car wash. And then they'll give you 30 cents a gallon off. So gasoline's running about, what, 260 to 265 a gallon right now. Um, you mean three or three? Sorry, yeah. Oh, God, I wish it was still back gonna, at two sixty five. Where are you? You buying? <laughs> I want to go there. Uh, two uh, two thousand and twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the beginning yeah. of two thousand and twenty. I, I want to get some gas in nineteen seventy eight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, well, after sixty five days and uh, fifteen games, Boise State's fourteen game win streak is finally over. Yes, I was listening to KBOI last night, and I was quite disappointed. Uh, I listened to KBOI for a while, and then I just said, I can't, I can't stand this. i got to watch it. So I downloaded the stupid Mountain West app just so I could watch the uh, game. Oh, that's dedication. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I had to watch. Um, for the most part, uh, Boise State did make it close, even though they got in uh, really big foul trouble last night. Their two big men, Tyson Degenhart and Mladen Armoush, both got into uh, foul trouble and... There were ticky-tack fouls called last night. I, mm-hmm. uh, and both sides. I'm well, not saying it was just are... against Boise State, but, yeah. I, but... I, I want games called again like they they called against San Diego State, where they let them play and the flow mm-hmm. of the game could keep going. Those guys you mentioned were are both pretty good at drawing uh, charging fouls, unless you've got you know, a referee that doesn't see it that way. Yeah. Um, Dagenhart's final last foul that got him his fifth foul just was absolutely not a foul. Um, but they called the foul on him anyway. Unfortunately, you know, the other four fouls were probably fouls, so you can't really complain. Um, but that really hurt. But even, even with them in foul trouble, um, with, uh, less than two minutes to go, Boise State was still within three. And because of the way Boise State has won, especially over the last three games, Mm -hmm. I kept thinking, oh, they're going to pull this out. Somebody's going to hit that. Somebody's going to hit that the, wide the open magic, three. Yeah, the, the magic can't just end like that. Yeah, it, it did end. And, and Wyoming is a very good team, by the yeah, way. All, yeah, they only have three losses this no, season. Yeah, and um, the I guess the, the the good news is is that Boise State is still in first place. That's cool. Unfortunately, the good the bad news is they're in first place for the first time, but not by themselves. Mm. So they are tied with Wyoming in first place. Um, I'm going to go on the record right now and say Boise State is not going to win the rest of their games, probably, um, just because of how tough the league is. And they still have some tough games to play, although the the hardest part of their schedule has probably gone by. But they have two games against Colorado State, who was picked to be the I'm, best team in the Mountain West. I am going to be positive and uh, you know be optimistic about this. However, not so much that I actually bet money on it. I will also 
go on record as saying that I don't think Wyoming is going to go undefeated the rest of the season also. So there's a lot who's, of basketball to Wyoming? play. What's that? Who's going to beat Wyoming? Um, I don't know what their full schedule is mm-hmm. as of yet, but they're they're a beatable. I mean, they're not untouchable. Boise State beat them at home by five points. Yeah, good point. Um, this is this loss stings a little bit. It's the first time that they've lost since November 30th, 65 days. And it, it's still not horrible news. Um, matter of fact, this loss probably doesn't even put them back in the bubble of make it into the NCAA tournament. As yeah. I mentioned, there's still a lot they of basketball to play that can a lot of bad things can happen. They didn't lose in the entire months of December and January, or what uh, stores would call one-fourth of the Christmas season. But even with the defeat, Boise State is 4-1 and one in Quadrant 1 wins. Okay. And entering yesterday... There were just one of 18 teams in the nation that could claim four Quadrant One wins, and that was Boise State. That's cool. Um, Quadrant One uh, wins, by the way, heavily influence whether or not you get into the uh, NCAA basketball tournament as a large bit. So if you don't win the conference championship, which are those are automatically entered, then they go and they look at how good your wins are quadrant ones are the best wins you can have um and they have was, four of those on the and they have four it, of those it was the same way on star trek quadrant one yep. they had quadrant one wins Runs, yeah exactly uh, what was a quadrant one win on star trek had something to do with space but then again so did everything so did else everything else yeah. yeah so it, it's not a horrible thing um it would have been great to see the uh win streak go but you know they played well at 7200 feet which, you know, is is hard to do, <laughs> but um, looked good for most of the game. Um, it, it, I mean, it just wasn't one of their best games, but they still they still yeah. were close enough to pull it out at the end. So they'll try to get back on the win streak coming up here uh, tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock, San Jose State, worst team in the league record-wise. Uh, so hopefully they'll get back to a, another yeah. win streak, hopefully one in a can, row tomorrow. Hopefully they can work out a little. Keep in mind, if you are going to the game tomorrow at Extra Mile Arena, no concessions will be sold in the uh, stadium. So, And that's going on through but, at least the 14th of the month. But to be fair, you also can't bring in your own food. Can't bring in your own food. They will have water stations, so you won't be uh, able to uh, eat or drink anything except water that is available. And they also unless have, you're really, really sneaky about it. They also have bathrooms, so you might as well eat before the game. KBY News Time is 6.15. Time for a check on what's going on with sports this morning. There is other sports news. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Place to go for soup today. It is soup season and soup day. One of their best soups. Clam chow today. Today at Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Mm. There's some NFL coaching news out there today. Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia, has been hired as the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The hiring comes 49 days after the team fired Urban Meyer and 35 days after Peterson first interviewed with the Jags. Peterson spent the 2021 season out of football altogether, but he was the first head coaching candidate that the Jags decided they wanted to interview. That was back on December 30th, and the Jags brought him back for a second interview just this week. Peterson was 42-37 and 37 and made three playoff appearances in five seasons with Philadelphia. The Eagles, of course, drafted quarterback Carson Wentz second overall, went 7-9 in Peterson's first season, but they also went 13-3 in 2017, survived the loss of Wentz late in the season, and then Nick Foles took him to beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl 41-33. So 
Peterson does have some credentials to his name, and now he's a head coach again, this time for Jacksonville. I'm Rick Worthington. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 621. Good morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. It is Open Phones Friday, by the way, 208-336-3700. Toll free, 1-800-529-5264. Wherever you're listening, go ahead. Feel free to not only listen, but uh, take part in the show by giving us a call. Town 670. If you have a Verizon phone, you can also email Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com. Send us a text message, same as our uh, main number, the uh, Dow, this morning. Um, it was up by a couple hundred points a little bit earlier, but uh, now Dow is down 78 points. However, the Standard & Poor, NASDAQ, are uh, both up ahead of the uh, opening here. We've got jobs report uh, coming up a little bit later. I'm sure we'll be talking about that with Jeremiah and what that has an effect on the economy and the stock market coming up. Uh, Meta, Facebook's parent company, officially at the end of day yesterday, knew it wasn't going to be a good day. <laughs> $251 billion in value was wiped out. Wow. It's the biggest wipeout in the history of the stock market. Mark Zuckerberg. Himself lost $32 billion. How would you like to wake up How, today $32 billion poorer than you were yesterday? Uh, to have the ability to do that, I think, <laughs> would be great. That's like the old joke, I wish I had enough money to buy a jet airplane. What do you need with a jet airplane? I don't. I just need I the just money. I just need the money. $32 billion. And, and the, the unfortunate part is... You know, you sit there and hear it, and it's like, oh, that's horrible. That's, Mark Zuckerberg's still a billionaire. Yeah, exactly. Many times over. Yeah. So he lost $32 billion was, in value, but he's still a billionaire. That was another. I'm being reminded of funny lines so far this morning. Uh, that was another line. Uh, some guy had $1 billion. And he says, well, sure, he's a billionaire. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see what he blamed uh, the huge losses for uh, Facebook on? Uh, no. TikTok. Oh, really? People are using TikTok um, so much that they have don't have time to use Facebook, uh, Facebook anymore. So hmm. that's what he that's it, that's what he blamed it on. He says people are using TikTok so much more um, that they are are not signing in. And we had talked about that yesterday I mean, when we were a, talking about the sell off. That it's, it's a different thing, though. Yes, but people, you only have so much time in your day. Okay, I think is what he's is what he's saying. That's so basically true. Yeah. He he says that's why he has so many less people because for the first time ever they have less subscribers and less people signing into Facebook every day, um, and they count on advertising just like we do. Um, only you so know, they're, so they're going to get fewer advertisers. Too. Fewer advertisers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's blaming it that that people are using TikTok too much. So um, for you TikTokers, you know what he knock should it do. Off. What he should just do is buy TikTok. He he probably could if he I had bet, an I extra two hundred and fifty one billion dollars lying I, well, around. Well, I can't think of anything he can't buy. But <laughs> if, if he had thought about this a week ago, he can before he lost two hundred and fifty one billion dollars, yeah, he can certainly buy shares in TikTok. I'm guessing you could have got TikTok for a lot less than two hundred and fifty one billion dollars too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, other news today: the uh, Winter Olympics are already underway. Got away uh, underway a little bit earlier this week because there are. Um, certain sports that have to yeah start taking place before the actual opening yeah, ceremony like so that they can get done in time. Round robin format, but the uh, opening ceremonies have already taken place. Also, mm-hmm. um, 
I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, for those of you who are going to watch it on television, because they will re-air it how do you, tonight. How here. do you ruin the opening ceremony? Uh, I'll tell you who was in it. Oh, you mean yeah, like I celebrities? Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't, don't want to ruin it for you. So for right. those of you who are going to, you know, make time to watch it tonight as it re-airs on NBC, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now you can still watch it. Those are just some of the things uh, that are happening here this morning. If there's something that you would like to talk about, maybe uh, the uh, legislature passing the new bill for teachers and health care. Um, that's a pretty big, big bill that passed yesterday and looks like it's another one that the governor is going to sign because, once again, it was something that he brought up during his State of the State address, so he is in support of it, but uh, hopefully this will help hang on to uh, more teachers and having instead of having them leave to other states uh, to get higher pay. We'll talk about that. Plus, today is the Senate Day during the Idaho legislature every Thursday and Friday. We have the lawmakers uh, in uh, to talk about the latest of happenings in the legislature. So today we'll mm-hmm. be talking with the Senate, and that'll be coming up this morning at about 8.35. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Six thirty-two. Thanks for tuning in this morning. He's Chris Walton, Mike Casper. It is Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian. If you want to get through and take part in the show, we'll talk about anything you want to talk about. Could be a subject we talked about earlier this week. Could be something that's just completely off topic and something you want to talk about. Friday's is all about you. Also on the way for you today, a final chance to pick up that $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue with our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. We'll get to that here in about 25 minutes for you to start working on. And uh, reminder, there is one more, I guess we call these mega sweet deals because they're, yeah. they're better than half price now. True. Um, at the beginning of the week, we had about, uh, what, 10 of these available. We're down to one left. But and it's that, a good one. It is a good one. It's $1,000 towards a uh, photo shoot with Kim Starkey Photography. There is only one of them left. All the rest of them have sold out, and it's selling for $250. If you know somebody getting married... Uh, especially if they're in your own family, this could be a terrific wedding gift for them. You you know pay for a thousand dollars worth of wedding photography, and it only costs you two hundred and fifty dollars, which is probably the you know it could be the cost of one of their place settings. <laughs> seventy five yeah seventy five dollars off is or seventy five percent off is pretty darn good. Oh, so yeah. uh, real easy to get to by the way kboi dot com. Click on the sweet deals link. There's like I said, once this one is gone. They're gone. So all of our, we had about uh, 10 furniture mm-hmm. gift certificates, $500 furniture gift mm-hmm. certificates from two different furniture outlets, um, um, all sold out this week. So. Right. By the way, there's some ice cream on there, too, that's turned out to be a pretty good deal. Um, $50 gift certificate for only $12.50 from uh, Negretti Ice Cream. Interesting. Yeah. And, and by the way, they will ship anywhere across the country. So again, another great gift idea for somebody who might not live here that... You want to ship ice cream too. So, um, <laughs> football. I've never actually thought of shipping ice cream. Still uh, continuing. We got the the Super Bowl is going to be going on next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Senior Bowl, college football is still happening. Senior Bowl uh, is happening tomorrow. Boise State wide receiver Khalil Shakur, terrific, is playing tomorrow. Um, this is this is from the uh, NFL Network. Senior Bowl Daily Notebook, Khalil Shakur making Cooper Cup-like rise up the boards. <laughs> that's that's impressive based on the, the year that Cooper Cup had. Khalil Shakur has been blowing past defenders in the uh, Senior Bowl. 
Now, the Senior Bowl game, I mean, people don't pay a lot of attention to that. Yeah. Um, what they pay attention to and what all the scouts are doing this week, they're going to the practice and they're watching the practice. Exactly. Um, and comparing Boise State wide receiver Khalil Shakir to Cooper Cup of the Rams kind of unfair. You know, who's comparing in, them, who's in the Super Bowl, and yeah. me. I mean, he, he has an argument for MVP this year. I, I thought he was the best player in the NFL this year. Um, he's out of Eastern Washington, even a smaller college than Boise State. Um, he's not big. He's not super fast. But they said that to his quickness off the line, he was blowing past defensive defenders, who, by the way, are the best senior defensive defenders in the NCAA this year that are playing in the Super Bowl. This is true. And they said he had no problem getting off the line past those guys. And they said that uh, in addition to his um, explosiveness, um, his catch ability and his catch radius, they said, was just amazing. And we saw that at Boise State, some well, of the yes, amazing yes, catches we did. he saw. If so. you threw one near him, chances are he would haul it in. So the good news for him is that he's probably making a lot of money this week, even though he's not paid to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, but if he is indeed the, the doing what the, the, the NFL bowl, Network yeah. says, yeah, Senior Bowl, yeah. uh, what the NFL Network says, that uh, if, it, if it's moving him up a round or two, um, you know, it could be worth millions. Hundreds, yeah, at least hundreds of thousands, if if not millions. So anyway, game is tomorrow. If you would uh, like to watch it on the NFL Network, KBY News Time six thirty six. Be a part of the show at three three six thirty seven hundred or toll free one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Now back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, uh, keep in mind, uh, you can also email chris at kboi.com and uh, mike at kboi.com. And uh, it is Open Phones Friday, so talk about anything you want to talk about. Uh, Roy and Boise uh, writes in, in the news, uh, I saw last week, three Idaho colleges were trying to figure out how to get more Idaho students than out-of-state students my idea is don't give them $5,000 discount, discounts to California students and decrease in-state tuition. Are they getting $5,000 discounts? He said, I learned about the discount from a California student working hmm. with our son. That's crazy. If, if you sit there and complain <laughs> that you want more Idaho students and you're giving a $5,000 discount to Idaho out-of-state out students... Right. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Well, like that's, he said, I mean, Roy that, is just saying that a, a, yeah. a student, a friend of his who was from out of state, told him that he got a five thousand dollar discount to attend Boise State. Is is I mean, would you call that a scholarship or just a discount? I don't know. I, I guess you could probably call it a scholarship, even if it is a discount. You know, it, it depends on what your definition would be. But if they say, "Hey, look, if you attend, we're going to give you five thousand dollars towards attending," I'm not. I think most schools do that, too. I mean, because uh, my son, who went to uh, Eastern Oregon, he got a partial scholarship for playing football, mm -hmm. and he also got a discount because he was out of state on top of that. So I, I don't that's know if that's a, necessarily I mean, a scholarship. It's free, you know, forever in-state tuition has been less than if, you know, if you're from out of state. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, my guess is that the in-state tuition is still less than that California kid okay. is is paying. It just makes, with $5,000 deduction, a lot more affordable. And it, he probably makes a decision, go, yeah. oh, if it's this cheap, then I can go to Boise State. Makes it considerably closer to in-state tuition. Yeah. Uh, Kent writes in and says, auto insurers are offering policies that are performance-based using either an app on your phone 
uh, or a device attached to your car. They are tracking your mileage driven, speed, fast accelerations and stops, phone use while driving. I'm hearing this uh, likely is the way all policies will be written in the years ahead. Should this be considered technology progress or personal intrusion? Uh, a lot of things are both. I I, in, I view it as an invasion of privacy, personally, mm-hmm. if you're made to do that. Now, my insurance company, and I think most insurance companies, will ask you, like I got a letter saying, hey, if you will let us connect this to your computer system in your car, we'll give you a seven month, $7 a month discount. Mm-hmm. $7. I'm like, screw you. Well, I mean, if, over, if, if over you wanna, a full year, that would be $84. <laughs> still not enough. Yeah. Yeah, uh, out of my seven hundred dollars a year that I pay, um, if you if you give me a half price discount, I mm-hmm. might think about it. But um, but you, as you just mentioned, as he as the emailer mentioned, I mean they look at everything. Like if you don't stop long enough at a stop sign, that goes into how much your rate is charged. If you are continually going five miles over a speed yeah. limit. That goes into it, figuring out what you're it, going to pay. It could be some minuscule percentage points, but it still will go against you. Yeah. So um, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I speed or I go faster than but, the law legally allows. Again, but. answering his question, <laughs> is it uh, technological progress or is it uh, an intrusion of privacy? I think it's both. And yeah. I, I think stuff doesn't have to be just one thing. It can be um Two different things there, but man, I, I, I don't like it. And I've had, like I said, I've had the chance to do it. I mean, when people first had telephones, uh, there were some that just didn't like it because they didn't want to be bothered, mm-hmm. ever. And now look where we're at. Mm-hmm. We're much more botherable. Remember when your parents, who's calling us during dinner time? <laughs> don't they know this is the time we eat dinner? Dad, you don't have to answer the phone. <laughs> That's true. Miss Manners said that. She had a column. Judith Martin that, that wrote for years as Miss Manners in the newspapers had a column where she said, uh, a telephone is uh, a, conv- a convenience device for you, not for other people. KBY News Time 645. Time for another check on sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in for lunch today. They open up at 1030, not just today, but every day, Monday through Saturday. Find out why they've been voted the number one deli in the state of Idaho. Good morning. We look at Boise State men's basketball, and their 14-game winning streak came to an end last night in Wyoming. The Cowboys' Graham E.K. scored 33 points and grabbed 10 rebounds as Wyoming beat Boise State 72-65. to Coach Rice talked post-game about what E.K. was able to do. Well, his ball goes in, and he's got an array of moves, and thing about them is if you let them get going from three that's when they're really good and you know we were still in it and even with all those points he had we still had a chance to win even though maybe we didn't play an a-plus game what we've done is we played an a-plus last two minutes and we didn't do that tonight abu kijab scored 26 for the broncos who now fall to eight and one in the conference while the cowboys move to seven and one up next boise state hosts san jose state tomorrow at four bob beeler news talk kboi there was one other game played in the Mountain West last night. Utah State won at home over San Jose State 78-62. to There'll also be a pair of games played tomorrow. San Diego State will be at Colorado State, and Nevada will play at Fresno State. Boise State and Wyoming tied for first place in the Mountain West. I'm Rick Worthington.
Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, those are the phone numbers to get through if you want to take part in Open Phones Friday, which is underway and happens all morning long. Those are also the numbers you might want to lock into your speed dial if you like good barbecue because we have some really good barbecue we're giving away today from our and our barbecue in two locations, downtown Boise and at the Village in Meridian. Uh, very quickly here, Mike wrote in and says, the N95 from the feds has been at Albertsons all week at customer service, three per person. There you go. And it's free, right? True. You get the free N95 mask. Thank you, Mike, for sharing that info. Uh, our question, uh, by the way, which we'll look for an answer, don't call us now, coming up uh, just after 8 o'clock today, we'll get you that $50 gift certificate. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs, whether you're buying, selling, or maybe even just looking to invest in real estate. Call today, 208-888-4128. Five locations across the Treasure Valley, Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, and Ontario, Oregon. Location in... Uh, Idaho Falls, and also in Sun Valley, 208-888-4128. Our question, surgeons who do this for at least three hours a week in a study have been shown to perform 27% faster surgeries and make 37% fewer errors during those surgeries. That's pretty big. Then I think they should do whatever it is. What is this? Got a couple of hints for you. It doesn't have anything to do with medicine or medical procedures. And anybody, almost any age, can do this. I'll give you one more hint. This, this may really help you out. Right. Boise State actually gives out scholarships to do this. For, for this. For this, yeah. So Boise State actually gives out in, scholarships in, in to certain, do this. In certain specialties, yes. All right. So if you know the answer... Stick around. Coming up after 8 o'clock, we'll give you a chance to get that $50 gift certificate once again um, to our and our barbecue and uh, be ready to call. Uh, we'll get back to your phone calls and emails coming up after news at the top of the hour. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. On the way here in just a little bit, Jeremiah will be with us to talk about your money. And we do have uh, a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, Jobless report is out, and it absolutely crushed expectations. We'll see what that means uh, coming up. It's kind of a shock because they were expecting jobless uh, numbers to be down based on what's going on with Omicron Mm -hmm. in January. But uh, apparently uh, way, way better, 467,000 new jobs uh, were added in January. So we'll talk about that coming now, up in when, just a couple minutes. When you add a new job, it, it means you literally hire someone to do that job. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you just create one and then start looking for people. Yeah. Okay. Those are new jobs that are that are added. So we'll, we'll talk about uh, what that means, especially since it uh, goes against what was predicted. Uh, that's on the way in just a little bit. Um, we haven't talked about uh, COVID for a little bit this week. Um, there is some good news, though. For the first time in six weeks, Idaho's COVID-19 positivity rate has fallen, which may be an indication that the state might have passed 
the infectious peak of the Omicron wave, which would be good news. Mm -hmm. After rising every week since the week of December 12th to a record high of 39% for the week of January 16th, positivity rate fell to 34% for the week of January 23rd. Still pretty high, but uh, it's, you know, a good direction. Yeah. Uh, the fact that it has fallen for the first time since, you know, December 12th is, is good. And it, and it, it fell 5%. So that's also good. And even though the rate is still high, the new data could indicate the cases are beginning to decline in Idaho. That's the good news. The bad news is um, after colossal climbs in case rates hit the United States in December and January, regions that experienced Omicron surges prior to Idaho saw new infectious infections drop quickly after uh, a few weeks, which mm. is good news. So we could see a precipitous drop over the next couple of weeks as this, if this really is you know, the peak was a couple of weeks ago. The bad news of that is um, if Idaho is on a similar track that over the next two to five weeks, you could see a big increase in the number of people going to hospitals and uh, dying. Dr. Todd Epperly, president of CEO of Family Medicine Residency of Idaho, said that in the, if the week of January 23rd was Idaho's peak, residents should expect to see the major impact on hospitalizations in about a week. The impact on intensive care units and ventilators in about three weeks and the impact on deaths in about five weeks. Okay. So still, I mean, it's good news, but there still could be bad news on the way. People are always asking us for more detailed stats. There you go. Um, Other good news for you, and you can take this and use it any way you want. I'm just giving you the news. Don't (laughs) shoot the messenger, and we're not going to argue about it. Um, But uh, earlier this week... Um, fully vaccinated Americans, according to uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, based on reports from 25 jurisdictions for the week ending December 4th, show that uh, Americans are 14 times less likely to die of COVID-19 if they are vaccinated than those who are not wow, vaccinated. 14 times less, huh? Boosted Americans are 97 times less likely to die based on the figures from those 25 jurisdictions. It shows that for every 100,000 people, 9.7% of those who were unvaccinated died because of coronavirus compared to 0.7% of those fully vaccinated and 0.1% of those who were boosted. All right. So there you go. You can take it as good news. Mm -hmm. I take it as good news for me because I'm vaccinated and boosted. This is not us telling you what to do. This is just us telling you what you can do if you want. Uh, In other news, the Army announced this week they will immediately begin discharging soldiers who have refused to be vaccinated uh, against COVID-19. So that's underway if you are a member of the Army and you're one of those people who did not get vaccinated. Again, didn't know you could refuse in the Army. (laughs) Well, you can, but you're not going to be in the Army very long. Mm. Under a directive issued by Secretary of the Army Christine uh, Warmuth, commanders are to initiate involuntary administrative separation proceedings beginning this week against all unvaccinated soldiers with no approval or pending exemption request. The order applies to regular Army, Army reservists, and also cadets. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in August ordered vaccination for every service member of all service. The Army has not yet involuntarily separated any soldiers for failing to get vaccinated up until this week. The Navy announced it began discharging unvaccinated members back in December. The Air Force began letting go of unvaccinated people um, the same month. Hmm. Robin writes in, I, I mentioned earlier earlier in the week that 
Uh, I don't right now get Channel 7. Neither do you. No. Because we both have uh, Dish at home. And uh, Dish is having an argument with the parent company of Channel 7, so they're off the air for a while. It's been months, actually. Uh, And uh, Robin says, hi, guys. I get NBC Channel 7.1.2.3.4 free (laughs) with an indoor antenna hooked up to my TV. It comes on my TV. I have to reprogram occasionally, but small sacrifice for free TV. Have a great day. My, My dad did that, too. He did not like having... Uh, cable or paying the bill, anything like that. So he just, uh, he, he built his own antenna out of uh, popular mechanics and, and really, you know, had, yeah, he had like 36 channels. So <laughs> he built his man. He really didn't like to spend money. Did he? Not so much. No, <laughs> it's kind of impressive that he uh, built his own. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan, writes, he was like a shop teacher. So, you know, I mean, Susan writes in, uh, Mike at KBOI.com. What is the story with the tents along fifth Avenue in Boise? Is Boise becoming Portland? I was raised there, and I don't care to return by living here in Boise. They are breaking the law and should be removed. I understand that Boise Rescue Mission has beds, but also has rules against using it's drugs a, and alcohol. Except it's a protest, so they can't necessarily yeah. uh, just haul them out of there. Thanks for covering uh, local stories. I, I will say, no, this isn't a permanent thing. As Chris just mentioned, this is a form of protest that they are doing um, right now. I don't have any idea if or when they will remove them or if they will just eventually get up and move themselves. But as Chris mentioned, it's a it's a protest, and you are guaranteed by the Constitution. If you're going to protest, you're allowed to protest. colder it gets, the uh, more I would probably uh, predict that the latter, that they will eventually just go home or but, go somewhere. I, right. don't, I don't mean home, but like a, a shelter. But and, and I looked at uh, temperatures for next week. We're supposed to be into the 40s next week. So I think as we get closer to spring, does that mean they're going to be staying there all summer? Am I? As a, as a protest? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to them. Um, I, I also don't. This this could have a lot to do with the Idaho legislature because they didn't start their protest and camp out until the legislature got in session. Okay. So, so, so they could be finished by the end yeah, of March. So right. this, this could be a whole thing to make sure that the Idaho legislature uh, gets a chance to see them every day because it's fairly close to where the legislature uh, is, right. is meeting every day. So this, this could be a form of protest just to make sure that as many of the people who make the laws in the state of Idaho get a chance to see them. Speaking of laws, we'll talk more about that today. Uh, coming up, uh, we'll be talking with the uh, Idaho lawmakers who make those laws, and they've been actually very, very busy for the first month. It's been about a month that they've been in session. Already a number of uh, laws have passed, and we'll await signatures in the governor's desk. Coming up uh, this morning at about 835, Democratic Senator Kerry Semelroth, District 17 of Boise, will be with us. After that, uh, at about 845, we'll be uh, talking with Republican Senator Regina Baer, District 21 in Meridian. Those, uh, Both of those senators will be with us this morning to talk about what's going on in the legislature. Right now, it's time to talk about sports with Rick Worthington, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian, the place to go for lunch, especially if you love clam chowder, the best clam chowder you're going to find today and every Friday at Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Good morning. Well, this is something that's been a long time in the making. The 2022 Beijing Olympics are finally upon us, just months after having the 2020 Tokyo Olympics take place due to being rescheduled. 2022 Winter Olympics are set to get underway today at Beijing National Stadium in the host city. 
The National Stadium was also the host for the opening and closing ceremonies for the 08 Summer Olympics, you'll remember. Ceremony marks the formal beginning of the Games, which will last from February 4th, that's today, through February 20th. Now, starting today, the opening ceremonies will showcase the massive time difference for the American audience who want to follow the Winter Olympics live as the action unfolds in Tokyo. And while nothing had to be rescheduled in terms of the 2022 Beijing Olympics, the COVID-19 pandemic continues to be a hurdle that complicates a large event like this one. Earlier this week, local organizers revealed that there were 11 positive COVID-19 tests among the 379 athletes and team officials that arrived in Beijing Monday. That will no doubt be among uh, the uh, big storylines as the Beijing Olympics now start to unfold. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 719, Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about your money. And there is a lot to talk about this morning. Um, The jobs report just released just a little bit ago, and it absolutely crushed expectations. What's happening? A huge surprise here. Huge surprise. I mean, really, this report, it was expected to be, some economists were expecting this to be on the downside of roughly 400,000 plus because the Omicron variant, if you looked at the month of January, you know, that was when um, Omicron was really spreading out. You had a lot of anecdotal evidence basically saying that people could not return to work, things like that. But it was a huge surprise to the upside. And by how much? The U.S. economy added 460,000 jobs in January. Roughly 150,000 was the expectation, and that was on the high side of estimates. So this certainly was a huge surprise. And if we're going to look at this as an aggregate, the U.S. The US has gained up back about 87% of the 22 million jobs lost in the pandemic recession. So it's not just the month of January. I also got to look back at November and December and look at the revision. So there was roughly 647,000 jobs added in November, 510,000 jobs added in December, 476,000 jobs added in January. So it's clearly showing that this um, this uh, employment recovery is just happening at a, just a, a accelerated rate that really was no, no one was anticipated. If you go back and look at this as a comparison back to the recession back in 2007 and the amount of months it really took to recover those jobs, it's not even close. This is one of the uh, the steepest rebounds that we've seen, which is obviously good news from um, kind of the the Main Street standpoint, right? But on the flip side. You're also seeing uh, market markets kind of acting uh, reacting adversely to this because this also is going to affect the Federal Reserve's hand because we're seeing bond yields move higher and that's mainly a uh, reflection that the data shows that there's a case for aggressive aggressive tightening from the Federal Reserve. Many people are now expecting it's a bit speculative in my opinion. However, they're kind of calling for a 50 a 0.5 percent 50 basis point move of interest rate hikes um, in March. Hmm. Now, whether that'll happen, maybe, but the data's there. I mean, if we're seeing this strong of economy, oh, and and then you factor in some other inflationary pressures such as wage gains, because that was up over, I think it was up over 5.5% year over year. So the argument for keeping uh, this this, um, easy money policies, it's it's becoming less and less. One of the uh, headlines this morning says, January non-farm 
payrolls surge way past expectations. Now, does that mean just does that result just from more jobs or does that mean that people individually are making more money as well? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's both because you're seeing on the numbers, more people are getting back to work and it's and, and you're seeing the wage increases, too. That That's a big part. But additionally, um, the more I mean, so another number in this report is the unemployment rate, too. So you saw that the unemployment rate was up four percent, which was higher than December. But that also means that more people are searching for jobs. So I think this is more of a story of, you know, people were expecting this covid Omicron variant to really weigh down on this economic data, particularly the jobs, but that was just clearly not the case. Now, there's still some pockets. There's still a handful of people that have cited in reports, kind of consensus reports, that there's still, you know, millions of people that either, you know, their jobs shut down, their employers shut down, and they were left out of work for January. So there's still that, but as an aggregate number, I mean, these are just, these are just blowouts. But again, on the flip side, if we're talking about how this affects the Federal Reserve, it's <laughs> their, their aggression or aggressive stance toward raking hikes, it's there. And another piece, too, if we're talking about inflation, just want to throw this in, in there. Amazon reported their earnings yesterday, and it looks like they're going to be increasing the uh, price for Prime. So if we're talking about uh, inflation, we're seeing it across the board as wages are increasing and our prices for Amazon Prime membership is going to go up a little bit. Jeremiah, um, it, yesterday with uh, the amount of money that Amazon lost, uh, Mark Zuckerberg lost, thir- uh, what was it, $32 billion yesterday. How can he go on? <laughs> you know, I th- I think he's going to be all right, but no that that's certainly I mean that was the largest single day drop that we've seen in the US stock. So, I mean, they they shaved off a market cap of uh Facebook or Meta of roughly 230 billion dollars. So, it doesn't get much worse in a single day for one stock, but it's certainly reflective of uh the the business, the underlying business for Facebook and Meta. It just doesn't seem in a in in high regard right now, particularly particularly on Wall Street. With that amount of loss um and i know this is just trying to predict um is that a time for people to jump back in and buy me because it was down to what over 20 percent yesterday yeah no it was down over 26 percent see that and that's an interesting question because you got to think about facebook you know what's your timeline on it do you think facebook has a trajectory uh, over the long term with you know about a five to ten year timeline well they're putting billions of dollars into this metaverse and kind of increasing these these uh, outside technologies and ventures outside of their social media platform. So if you feel that's got legs and momentum, perhaps this could be ability, uh, an opportunity to buy on the dip. But in my opinion, on the short term, within this kind of one to two, three year, I think it's really hard for Facebook to try to kind of turn this barge around. And you already saw it is because they, they saw the writing on the wall. That's why they came in and changed their name to Meta. And they're trying to kind of pull away from that Facebook side. They have so many headwinds on the advertising side that that has gone so strong for them for, you know, the past decade. Yeah. So over a long term, maybe, but it's really dependent on if this metaverse really catches legs and if they diversify through other uh, technologies and things like that. But I think on the social media side and their their advertising, I think that's going to be uh I think that's going to be slowing down a bit. All right. Jeremiah Bates, thank you uh once again. We'll get an update from you uh here in about an hour after the stock market uh, opens up down down just a little bit so they've uh, pre-trading hours picked up uh, a little over a hundred points i think probably based a lot on this uh, jobless report but um, we'll get another update for you on the stock market after it opens up uh, and we'll talk to you again monday morning thanks gents broadcasting from the empire title studios we are news talk kboi don't forget uh there is one more chance to uh, pick up 
a, a sweet deal. And, and we changed the name of these because it's better than a sweet deal. It's not half price. It's 75% off. It's a mega sweet deal you could get at KBOI.com. Uh, reminder that coming up uh, next Friday, there's not a sweet deal per se today, but next Friday, one of the most popular sweet deals uh, that we ever do, Lock, Stock, and Barrel, $50 mm. gift certificate for only $25. Um, they hold the record for selling out. I think it was under a minute. It was like 127. Is that, is that what it Something was? Like that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was ridiculously fast. Um, next Friday, 9 a.m., set your alarm right now to make sure that you're uh, online at kby.com if you want to take advantage of that because they go really quick. But um, even a better deal than that half-price deal for Lock, Stock, and Barrel, right now, you don't have to wait for any time. It's available right now, and there's only one left. So once this is gone, this is it. $1,000 towards a uh, wedding photo shoot with Kim Starkey Photography. One deal left, $250. You can check that out right now. Once again, very easy to do. If you want to ever check out the sweet deals, go to kboi.com, click on the sweet deals link, and uh, that's all you have to do. And then just take advantage, and uh, your gift certificate will uh, arrive in uh, about seven to uh, ten business days. All right. Um, we talked, he touched on it. I I did want to bring this up. Um, and part of the reason why you're going to see inflation continuing, um, this year, we, we had announced last week, remember Netflix uh, has raised their prices, $2 per month. Starbucks, we announced, have announced that they are going to be raising their prices for the third time since October. Amazon. Amazon. Raising their price for Amazon Prime, $20 a year. Yeah, because Bezos uh, is... You know, just not doing so well anymore. He's only got what a hundred and seventy-five billion something like. And and Amazon had great numbers yesterday. They released their earnings report yesterday, and uh, they beat expectations. But still, Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, it's going to cost you twenty dollars more per year if you pay the one-time fee, or if you go monthly, it's going to cost you two dollars extra uh, per month uh, okay. beginning next I can, month. I can probably handle that. Then. Yeah, it's twenty-four twenty-four extra dollars uh, a year. But I mean, two dollars here. Five dollars here. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. Pretty soon you're talking about real money. I know that's the joke you usually res- reserve for a billion here, a billion there. But still, I mean, it but still for us, this is this is where exactly. you know it starts to make a big difference. KBY News Time is seven thirty-five. It is uh, open phones Friday. You want to get through once again two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred toll free one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 739, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. It is Open Phones Friday once again, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. And yes, we realize that there are times that... You're maybe not allowed to call, so if you want to take part by emailing, you can do that, mike at kby.com or chris at kby.com. You can also text us or send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook. Roseanne just wrote in and says, uh, Amazon Prime, $139 per year, already opted out of auto renewal. See ya, Jeff. Remember when Amazon Prime was only, what was it, $97 just a few years ago? I don't remember. I've never paid attention to how much it was. Per year, but it, it's never been terribly expensive uh, per month. Hmm. Uh, Beijing Olympi- Olympics underway. They got uh, underway a little bit earlier this week with uh, some of the sporting events that uh, need to get started before the ceremony so they can finish on time. Opening ceremonies have already happened. They began at 4.30 this morning, our time. You'll be able to watch them uh, again tonight on NBC um, as they play them back in prime time. I, I have looked at some of the videos and some of the 
uh, pictures from the opening ceremony. They're pretty pretty spectacular on some of the stuff they've done. It looks like the um, place that they're they are holding it is uh, ice skating rink, and it looks like the ice skating rink is programmed with LED lights underneath the ice. Hmm. And it's actually pretty amazing what they're mm-hmm. able to do with the uh, pre-programmed um, lights underneath the ice. So anyway, that's happening tonight, uh, 22 Olympics underway. Um, there are a couple of things going on in the Olympics this year of uh, interest. Estimated budget for the Olympics this year, $3.9 billion, which is a lot. All right. I'm expecting a good opening ceremony then. It's nothing close to the record-setting uh, Olympics in 2014, though, in Sochi. Uh, $50 billion is what they spent. So $3.9 billion in China, $50 billion in Sochi. All right. Uh, 223 athletes on the U.S. team, which is the Winter Olympics record for the United States. Games will take place across 25 venues in China. All will be powered with 100% renewable energy. Is that right? For the first time ever. Well, good for them. Uh, one of the uh, places that the events take place is, uh, I'll probably screw this name up, Zhang Zhakao. It's more than three hours away from Beijing by car. You look at me as if I'm going to correct you. <laughs> it's 47-minute ride on uh, Inner City Railway, which is the world's first driverless high-speed railway. So three, three hours by car, but just 47 minutes if you get on the train. But there's no driver. No driver. Uh, 91 countries are participating in this year's Olympics uh, in a record 109 events across 15 sports. Did you know there are seven new events this year? No, I didn't. There are. Uh, women's mono bob, which is solo bobsledding event. Oh, okay. I don't know why they don't just call it solo bobsledding. <laughs> uh, big air skiing, mixed team snowboard cross, mixed team aerials and freestyle skiing, mixed team relay and short track speed skating, and oh. mixed team ski jumping. Those are the new sports that are taking place this year okay so basically they've just taken the normal sports that they've got and added changed the, changed them up somewhat made yeah. a bunch of them in different categories like for teams uh alan and eagle good morning you're on news talk kboi hey good morning gentlemen how are you good um i just wanted to let you know for what it's worth i'm boycotting the olympics I'm not going to turn on Peacock, NBC, not for one second, and watch any of the Olympics. What did they do to you? Watch the, well, I cannot watch the Olympics from a country that's demonizing and using people as slave laborers, especially Nike tennis shoes and the Olympic uniforms that were made by slave laborers. And I can't condone and enforce and, uh, I don't know, give them any of my money when their ultimate goal is to down us and to control us. So I'm not going to watch the Olympics at all. I have no interest whatsoever in it. All right. You know, it'd be a a better protest if you had interest in it and still didn't watch. Well, I have more interest in the summer Olympics, truth be told, than the winter Olympics. I understand that. Now, did you uh, watch the summer Olympics when it took place in China? Last no. time? No? no? Okay. So anything having to do with China, other than purchasing stuff, um, you, you're just not going to take part in? Well, I'm kind of forced to purchase stuff when, if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, 75% of the products in their stores are from China. What are you mm-hmm. going to do? Where are yeah. you going to go? No, I, that's why if I you ask. you want to buy an outlet, or if you want to buy a cord, if you want to buy an extension cord, where are you going to go? 
Um, I, I guess you can specifically look for places that, you know, sell stuff that don't come from China and then uh, don't use, don't, don't buy from there. Unfortunately, you're probably going to have to pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, but there are places that you can buy that, that don't come from China. However, most of the stuff in our computers, somebody technology, unfortunately, does come from China. Somebody, uh, what was it yesterday they were objecting to, saying that uh, something came from China. Uh, you know, whatever information it was or something, so don't trust them, it came from China. And I said, well, you know, I, I would adopt that philosophy, except that I'm, you know, currently reading on an iPad that was made in China and holding a cell phone that was made in China. <laughs> and you probably emailed that uh, particular comment uh-huh. <laughs> product that was made in China or had things in it that was made in China. Exactly. KBY Newstime 745. Let's get a check, uh, final check on sports for you this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli Meridian Clam Chowder Day. Get in today. Great lunch. Team up that clam chowder with a uh, delicious sandwich, soup, or uh, a sandwich wrap or salad, Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Good morning. A tough one for the Broncos last night. Wyoming handing Boise State its first Mountain West loss of the season in a 72-65 victory for the Cowboys over the Broncos last night in Wyoming. The loss snapped the Broncos' 14-game winning streak. The Cowboys' Graham E.K. had a double-double with 33 points and 10 rebounds, and a bouquet jab led Boise State with 26 points. He made 8 of 15 shots and 9 of 11 at the foul line. Coach Rice reflected on an 8-1 and one start to Mountain West play. And we're in first place still, and Wyoming's going to win some games. We're going to win some games. And, man, this league, it's its a war of attrition, too. You know, we just got to bounce back in a hurry. We got to come home, get a game plan in tomorrow to play a home game on Saturday. Wyoming trails the Broncos by a half game at 7-1 and one in the Mountain West. Boise State will host San Jose State tomorrow at 4. Our coverage will begin at 3.30. Bob Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. There was one other game in the Mountain West last night. Utah State got a victory over San Jose State. That was in Logan, Utah, 78-62, the final score there. Two other games played in the Mountain West tonight. It'll be San Diego State at Colorado State and Nevada playing at Fresno State. This weekend, San Jose State will be at Boise State. UNLV will play at Utah State on Saturday night as well, and New Mexico at Air Force. I'm Rick Worthington. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752, Open Phones Friday. No name on this one. Email in, uh, Mike at KBY.com. I'm not watching any of the Olympics either until such time as China stops imprisoning and harming people simply because of their race. You should be discussing the abuses of China rather than the accomplishments, accomplishments of the Olympians. The athletes should have been allowed to compete in a free country. Um, you, you can have both things at once. You can, you know, discuss the accomplishments. Yeah of Olympians from the United States who have nothing to do with China there, other than the fact that that's where the uh, Olympic Committee chose to accept the uh, bid there for the Olympics. There have been Olympics that uh, have been in, in democratic countries. There have been Olympics in communist countries. There have been Olympics that were uh, overseen by a dictatorship. It's basically, it's, it's for the athletes, not necessarily for their, for their governments. 
Uh, another email, no no name on this one. Mike, don't be surprised if our athletes come back with a new Chinese virus. We shouldn't have had the Olympics in China. I'm not watching. Hey, they, you, don't, you don't have to watch. Nobody's you know, they're, forcing they're, you. They're, uh, the Chinese, uh, as athletes have been getting off the plane, uh, they've been uh, tested right away, and if they have COVID, they've been taken to a special hotel and uh, isolated from everybody else. And it's not... Uh, you know, and there are lots and lots of athletes in that hotel right now because they were all put there after testing positive for COVID, and it's not a guarantee that any of them will actually be able to participate until they have a, a negative test. Uh, Jane writes in, I keep hearing about the homeless campout protests going on down at the Capitol building, but the tents are over at the old Ada County Courthouse. Isn't that building now the location at the University of Idaho Law School? What do the students think of the uh, garbage out there? Do the protesters haven't, go freely into the building to use the facilities? Haven't heard from uh, any of the students there. I don't know about that facilities thing. That'd be a good question to yeah, ask. I don't know either if it, those are public facilities or not. Probably not. And there's a, there's a difference between a public building and a building you can go into anytime you want. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, the rules aren't just for homeless people either. I mean, there's a lot of buildings that are, you know, you see a sign right on, uh, not, bathrooms not for public use. Yeah. You know, so they can or, or can't possibly be open to the uh, people who are camped out there. Who knows? Yeah, there are convenience stores that say no public bathroom. Uh, did you see this? This is just time. I, I bring this up because if you want to sign up for it, you need to hurry up and do it because the uh, Super Bowl is coming up next Sunday. But uh, Hormel has uh, made a Hormel chili keg filled with chili cheese dip. And a keg? A keg. One lucky or unlucky person will have it on hand for the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> you can sign up to win it at HormelChiliCheeseKeg.com. They will deliver the winner the keg on Super Bowl Sunday, February 13th. If it's popular, they could open a restaurant called the Cheese Keg Factory. How could this not be popular? It holds 15 gallons or 1,000 servings of chili cheese dip. I don't know why they're bragging about it, but if you ate it all in one sitting, it would be 10,000% of your daily calories consumed <laughs> in a single day. 10,000%. My guess is that might be too much of a good thing. I, I don't know about the rest I, of you. I never thought I'd be sick of chili cheese dip, <laughs> but you know what? I, I don't know about the rest of you, but, I mean, e even hearing about this, it still um, sans, sounds delicious. Take a listen. This is their commercial. One cake. <laughs> Once again, daily recommended yum. If you if you want to enter to try and win this for next Sunday, you need to hurry. Hormel Chili Cheesecake dot com. Uh, good luck, and if you do win, Chris and I would hope that you would you know since we're the ones that told you would uh, we'd get a a chance to try that out with you. Yeah, maybe just a you know a subtle invitation. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
And this is the Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible Question You Should Be Working On. Coming up in 20 minutes, we have a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue that you can use. Two locations, downtown Boise and at the Village in Meridian. R&R Barbecue, absolutely fantastic. Chris and I, by the way, both enjoyed their we barbecue. We are enthusiasts. Yes, we are. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, opening the doors to the world from Idaho. If you need help so- uh, selling, buying, investing in real estate, they can make it an easy process for you. That's what they're there for. 208-888-4128. Our question today, surgeons who do this for at least three hours a week have been shown to perform 27% faster surgeries And on top of that, make 37% fewer mistakes. What is it that they do if they do it for three hours a week that they uh, are able to do this? It doesn't have anything to do with medicine, by the way, or medical procedures. That's one of your hints. Uh, Anybody almost any age can do it. And uh, one more hint that should be a little helpful to you. Boise State actually gives out scholarships to people, some people who do this at Boise State University. There you go. There's there's some hints. Don't call now. Come, coming up in 20 minutes. Be ready to call 208-336. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, good morning. It is Open Phones Friday. He's Chris Walton. Mike Casper here. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. NASDAQ is up today. That's good news. 126 points. Dow is down 78 points. Standard & Poor down just a, a little bit uh, here this morning For as far as the uh, stock market is going. Um, still no word yet. It's kind of surprising that uh, we haven't heard when the game is going to be played coming up this coming Sunday. It's the makeup game with Colorado State. Big, huge game here at Extra Mile Arena, mm-hmm. they have announced that the makeup game will happen on Super Bowl Sunday, but they have not announced the time as of yet. I, I hope it, that they don't put now, it right up against the say, Super Bowl. Does it does it matter to you personally if if it happens to be during the Super Bowl? Yeah. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl alone, or are you going to watch both? I I, I really want to watch the basketball game, mm-hmm. and they haven't. Here's the other thing: they haven't announced if it's going to be on television anyway. But you can still get it on the Mountain West Network again, like I watched the game last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's just interesting that we are now just a little over a week away. They still have not announced the time of the uh, game, for the Colorado State game, here at Extra Mile Arena. Um, I I would really expect, uh, as big as that game is going to be, that there would be a lot of people who would probably want to attend the game also, which could have an effect on a lot of people having their Super Bowl parties. Right. You know what I mean? We talked with Bob Beeler earlier this week and on Monday, and he, he said he thought that they would not try to <laughs> go up against the Super Bowl, that maybe the game time would be, you know, 1 o'clock, yeah, so you could something have, like that, so you could do both. You could have time to drive home and then see the Super Bowl. Uh, big story overnight. Um, we have an official wag the dog story coming out of Russia. United States say that they have acquired intelligence about a Russian plan to fabricate a pretext for an invasion of the Ukraine using a faked video that would build on recent disinformation campaigns. That's according to a senior administration official. Who was going to do this? Uh, Russia. Mm. Um, They were going to, uh, it was supposed to be like dead bodies and blood and 
So apparently they must have hired, you know, like Martin Scorsese or somebody really good like that to uh, put together well, the video. Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. Uh, but it was supposed to be extremely graphic, and uh, they were going to uh, put this video out that the Ukraine attacked Russia and uh, in hopes of uh, building up a lot of people for saying we need to do something if, you know, they killed, they killed Russian people, we, we need to do something to stop this. Um, U.S. officials are hoping by getting the word out that this was what was going to happen, that it puts a little highlight on the fact that this video was being made and was going to be faked. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of stops it now um, if a video comes out, since it's, you know, the, the plan has hit the daylight, that um, people will question it and maybe go, all right, where's the proof of these people? We We want to see it with our own eyes. Don't just show us the... The video that you have, let's let's see where this actually took place. Mm-hmm. Um, so once again, it's alleged by U.S. intelligence that this was going to happen, and uh, as a way to start an invasion into Ukraine. And we've heard for the last month, we've talked about it. Um, we've heard Biden talk about it. Senator Jim Risch uh, has also he's on the uh, Senate Foreign uh, Affairs yeah. Committee ha- has talked about it uh, that. They're trying to come up with ways that they can invade Ukraine and have somewhat of support from the rest of the world when they mm-hmm. do it. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting to see. You get support probably from Iran and Cuba and, you know, the maybe China, North Korea, the, the, the ones that support you anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just interesting to see. I mean, because we've seen movies about this and I specifically mentioned Wag the Dog. And here, here you have in this day and age that possibility that this is still going on, mm-hmm. even though it's been out there in movies. <laughs> Apparently, it must be a good idea. Well, we get uh, our government gets uh, accused of a wag the dog move all the time uh, because it always seems like if there's a scandal, there will also be an emergency later the same day. Mm-hmm. Well, and and some. People claim that, you know, when the whole thing after 9-11 was kind of a wag-the-dog type operation. To which I say yes and no. It wasn't a video that we put out of the uh, towers being hit. They they actually, you know, were hit by airplanes. This Mm -hmm. wasn't just a, you know, a film that was made by the government. Um, In other news, um, it looks like hopes that Biden had for a uh, quick confirmation of whoever he nominates as Supreme Court justice um, has kind of gone by the wayside because the fragile majority of the U.S. Senate appears even less stable this week after Senator uh, Ben Ray Lujan suffered a stroke. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. He's uh, not going to be there to vote. No, Senator has undergone surgery. He is expected, according to doctors, to make a full recovery. However, it could be five or six months from now before he is Apple able to come back. Now, why can't he have a substitute? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's legal or not to just, I, th- I, th- I think it's, I think in. it is. I, I think, think you have to agree to it. The governor of your state, I think has to appoint somebody. And I think you also have to have an agreement, um, from Republicans and they have done this in the past where they have had an agreement where somebody else will vote for them. Um, however, with how divided, the Senate is right now, I don't think you're going to see that. Hmm. You may be right. 
they they may still be able to do it. I don't. I just don't think as divided as it is, and as much infighting as you have seen, and and how close this is, um, you know, with being at fifty fifty, that uh, you you'll see the Republicans say yes, we'll we'll agree to do that with you. Mm-hmm. So the hope had been here that you know by March that Biden would nominate his choice sometime this month and that they could get that confirmed by March. But uh, that yeah. looks like it's going to be uh, they, probably uh, far-fetched to get that done that quickly now. They had uh, four uh, picked out, four judges that were picked out that they thought he might be appointing, all black women, of course, because that's what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you check their credentials, and they're just impeccable credentials. And that just because that... Senator uh, Lucian is not there because of the stroke doesn't mean that that still couldn't be a fast because you would just need Republicans who would vote to confirm whoever his is. And if they have right. impeccable, you know, it, this is it, the confirmation is going to happen one way or the other. They, they're not going to be able to put this off until the uh, midterm, um, you know, especially if he's back in five to six months anyway. Right. Um, and if you have impeccable credentials on somebody that is there and you've, you know, it, they could be serving as a judge someplace right now. Um, you know, it, Republicans could cross the line and say, Hey, this is a really good person. Let's go ahead and, and, and vote for them. So just because it's 50, 50 doesn't mean that they, that Biden still couldn't get his, whoever it is that he has cho- chosen um, to get. It should, be that way. it should be that way for every president. KBY news times, eight fourteen. Let's get a check on what's going on with Bronco sports today. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, our uh, damn near impossible question. We have a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Michelle, you're going to get first crack at our question trying to answer it today. Surgeons... According to a study, who do this for at least three hours per week have been shown to perform 27% faster surgeries and, well, even though they're faster, make 37% fewer errors. What is it? Are you there, Michelle? Just a second. (laughs) We don't have a second. Hear me? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Michelle, what is the answer to our question today? Play video games? Play video games is exactly it. Yes, it is. Play video games. 27% faster surgeries if they play video games at least three hours a week. 37% fewer errors. Uh, And yes, for those who didn't know, Boise State actually gives scholarships uh, for their eSports team for uh, people who are really good at video games. To to a degree, practice using your brains and you get... uh, better finger reflexes, things like that. Yeah, your dexterity gets a little bit better. So congratulations, uh, Michelle. Hang on the line. Uh, We'll get some information. You've got your $50 gift certificate. Compliments, once again, of uh, R&R Barbecue with two locations, downtown Boise and also at the Village in Meridian. Hang on. We've got news coming up here next. And after news, uh, it is Friday. That means we're going to be talking to lawmakers who are in the Senate today as we do every day or every thursday and friday during the idaho legislative session um coming up at 8 35 we're going to be talking to first term senator carrie Semelroth of uh, district 17 in boise we'll also have republican senator regina bayer of district 21 in meridian on that's all on the way within the next 10 minutes here on news talk kboi 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Senators joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. 
837, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, and on the phone with us this morning, um, we have Democratic uh, Senator Carrie Semmelroth, District 17 in Boise, uh, member of the Senate Agricultural Affairs Committee, Senate Local Government and Taxation Committee, Senate Resources and Environment Committee. It is uh, her first term. Senator, thanks for being with us this morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'd like to uh, start out. We don't get a chance very often to talk to uh, a first-term senator. Um, So my first question to you is going to be, was it everything you hoped and dreamed and expected it would be now one month into the session? You know, um, it it really has been a whirlwind. I was appointed by the governor on November 24th. And the following week, I was already receiving training, um, you know, in the state house, getting um, orientations and getting up to speed. And it's it's been pretty nonstop since that appointment date. Um, but I, I'll tell you, everyone I work with, all of my Senate colleagues and the state house staff have been so incredibly kind and generous with their time, and it's it's really a supportive environment. This week, it looks like uh, the Senate had. Three bills introduced, uh, one about firearms, one about parental controls, and one about uh, HOAs. What was the one about firearms? Oh, you know, that's a bill coming from uh, Senator Melissa Wintrow, and she's been working across the aisle um, to address some of the issues raised, and she's also been working with some high school students who've been addressing those issues. Um, I think that the, the major achievement coming out of the Senate this week was the passing of, um, you know, H bill, the House Bill 443, which is um, a major win for our school districts, our teachers, and our school staff. Um, this this bill will allow school districts to opt into the state's health insurance fund, um, which will help reduce health insurance rates and increasing teacher take home pay and school staff take home pay. You know, um, I was, uh, I used to teach out at Nampa High, and um, I'm, I'm still a certified teacher. But I know what it's like to um, do the work that you love, serving Idaho, serving Idaho's children, and then having to make some tough choices at the end of the month because that paycheck doesn't quite stretch all the way. So this, this bill is a great bill. It receives support from almost everyone in the Senate. We've heard uh, stories and just reading about this uh, as some of the testimony this week that teachers said they they work a whole month and then at the end of the month when they get their paycheck, they uh, uh, basically hand the paycheck over and in some instances even more money over just to pay for their insurance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and this bill is in response to that. It's it's um, it the, the bill represents the good work that can happen when people from different groups and interests and organizations come together to work towards a common goal. And in this case, it was supporting our school districts and sending a message to all of our school staff that we support them, we see them, and we're um, doing what we can right now to um, help increase that take-home pay. How did you feel about the uh, the $600 million tax cut? <sighs> you know, um, uh, you know, of course, I voted no, but I voted no because of what my constituents and voters across Idaho told me. I don't have one email or phone call from a constituent asking me to vote yes on that bill. 
And when that bill came in front of our committee, um, local government and taxation, I have a deep respect for Chairman Rice and Vice Chairman Grow. Um, and I explained to them at that time why I was voting no. And it was because um, all of my constituents were asking me to, to vote no. You know, and, and I'm all for tax cuts. I like money just like everyone else. Um, but these aren't the tax cuts people are asking for. They're asking for meaningful property tax relief. They're asking for the repeal of the grocery sales tax. And they're asking, if, if we're going to spend this, this money, can we at least wait until the legislature gets through the priorities for the session and then consider investing that money back into underfunded areas of the state, like our infrastructure, like education? In talking uh, about education, um, and the governor in his State of the State's address said that education um, increased spending was going to be one of the priorities. Um, we just talked about the uh, going through with the insurance, helping on that. Uh, what else do you see? I, this isn't the end for education in this session, is it? Um, no. I know there's there's other work that's happening, and I, you know, the governor's office has prioritized education and has been working um, across both sides of the legislature to um, to, to put out some um, important work. I think we'll see some of that coming. Like I said, you know, 443 was a major win. This is a great step in the right direction. There's uh, been a bill to boost protections for Idaho gun makers. Uh, how did you feel about that one? You know, we're still in the process of talking about that, and um, I look forward to, to ongoing discussions about what the next steps will be. You had mentioned uh, property taxes, that uh, there needs to be some meaningful work done on property taxes. In, in your opinion, um, what would that meaningful work be? If you could basically have it done, uh, and I know you need help, but if you could have something done that you would like to see done, what would that be in your own personal opinion? Yeah, so I think some of that work has already started. And um, I know you're having Senator Bayer on next, and she's she just um, went, went her bill went through committee, uh, Senate Bill 1241, which is providing um, an increased percentage of the median assessed value from 125% to 200% for senior citizens who qualify for the circuit breaker program. These seniors were kicked off the program last year after um, House Bill 389 went through. Um, and so this 1241 bill is going to help address um, some of that. I think continuing to expand these, these types of legislation that will help address property tax relief for all of Idaho is where we need to, to be focused on. Do you, do you think that's a, a good start or are we going a little too slowly? Um, I think it's a good start, but I can tell you I have unread emails sitting in my inbox right now asking me for more property tax relief. Mm -hmm. it, is, it, it is the top item right now. It's, it's working class Idahoans. It's what is affecting us and along you know with affordable housing once again uh democratic senator carrie Simmelroth, district 17 of uh, boise thank you for taking some time with us this morning um welcome to the uh, legislature and uh hopefully uh things will slow down a little bit as you get your feet more sunk in but uh appreciate you talking with us this morning
Hey, thank you. And can I give a quick shout out? Um, my boyfriend, I'm sure, is listening right sure. now. Um, he uh, he works in road construction, and um, I just want to give a shout out to all the men and women who work in road construction. Because I know these folks get up early every day. They work long hours building bridges and roads and infrastructure that keep all of Idaho safe. So thank you to those men and women. There you go. And, and hey, we'll give a shout out too. Thank you for listening to News Talk KBOI. We appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Stick around. Coming up here next, we'll take a break. We'll get you caught up one final time on traffic this morning when we come back. Uh, Republican Senator Regina Baird, District 21 of Meridian, will be with us. 670 KBOI covers the Idaho legislature, all of the issues, all of the debates. Today, we have Idaho State Senators joining Casper and Chris on 670 KBOI. 849, he's Chris Walton, Mike Casper here, and on the phone uh, with us, we have Republican Senator Regina Baer, District 21 in Meridian. This is her, her second term vice chair of the Senate Agricultural Affairs Committee, member of the Senate Local Government and Taxation Committee. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning, Senator. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Senator, let's start things off. Uh, our previous senator had mentioned uh, Senate Bill 1241, which you are uh, helping to uh, author. Why don't you explain to us what that is and why it's good? It is an excellent bill to help the seniors and those on fixed income and the retirees in our state. Senate Bill 1241 fixes the House Bill 389 that the legislature passed last year. Up until that bill was passed, there was no um, evaluation of the value of a home for circuit breakers. Circuit breaker came into effect in 1974, and there's never been any um, consideration of how valuable the home is. They put a cap on it saying that the um, home to qualify for circuit breaker cannot be assessed at more than 125% of the assessed median value of of um, homeowner exempt homes in the county. In Ada County, the median value of those homes, qualifying homes, is now at about 400. 125% would take that to 500. There are a lot of people, senior citizens, living in homes that are worth more than that, that they may be bought for less than 100,000 30, 40 years ago, and they're still living in it. It is their home where they raise their children. But now that home might be six, seven, hundred thousand. By my raising that percentage value to two hundred percent, it would take the um, value in Ada County up to eight hundred thousand, and that is not necessarily a fancy home at all. It is a modest home in many areas of town. But those people should not be kicked off the opportunity to apply for the circuit breaker because of the value of their home, which has increased through no falls of their own. Senator, in House Bill 389, you mentioned right there, um, was it just an oversight that these things weren't thought of last year? I mean, because it was just a year ago that this bill was passed. Or if I remember correctly, this also was a bill that was passed towards the end of the session. Was it just rushed through too quickly for people to really um, think about some of the problems that could have been with that bill? I don't think I don't think so. Um, I had lots of discussions with the sponsors of that bill and the people who wrote it and created it. Um, their concern at that time was that people who come from other states with their multi-million dollars, having sold property someplace else, are buying mansions here, and then they're sitting on their laurels. They're not working. They have no income. 
so they could apply for the circuit breaker. And they didn't want to see that. They didn't want to see the wealthy being subsidized by the state. I told them that 125% wasn't right, that I thought it was wrong, but I think that's what they concluded would be best. We've seen a lot of um, that of opposition to that in this last year. We had um, county assessors, city mayors, um, all of those people come to us in the um, hearing the, last week, and they said that this is hurting, just hurting too many people. We don't see it the same in Ada County as people across the state see it. I mean, we have to realize that in some counties, that median assessed value is 200000 or less. And so we have to realize that we need to consider the citizens throughout all the counties in the state and not just concentrate on what we see here in Ada County. There's a, a bill this week to limit child exposure to Internet pornography. Has there been uh, any opposition to that? Yes, I believe there is. I haven't had a lot of discussion on it um, I'm not sure where that bill is at the point uh, today. I don't know if it's had a hearing yet or not, but I believe that that bill um, is unnecessary and parents have the right to restrict things. Take the phone away from the kids if that's the problem. (laughs) But um, I think that bill has just too darn many restrictions, signing in, um, too many people observing what the texts are to critique whether they're okay or not. I I see a lot of risks and damages in that bill. There's been a lot of tax uh, talk already in this legislature. We've had uh, the uh, bill passed for the uh, tax cuts and $600 million in tax cuts and the rebates going on. Um, We just talked a little bit about Senate Bill 1241 for property taxes. Uh, Another one that seems to be uh, talked about a lot from a lot of different people and a lot of different angles is repealing the grocery tax. Uh, Two-part question for you. What what do you think about repealing the grocery tax? And uh, is it better because some people have come forward and said that they think keeping the grocery credit would uh, send more money to more people if they did that instead of getting rid of the uh, grocery tax. Where do you fall on that? I have always been in support of repealing the grocery tax. My son was the um, one who got the bill through the legislature several years ago to repeal the grocery tax and got it up to the governor's desk only to have it vetoed by the previous governor. We would have been, we would have had that totally gone and the grocery tax gone. There is argument among some people that the credit is more valuable to people than the repeal of the sales tax. That um, had some validity and may still, but with the inflation and the prices that we have to pay at the grocery store, look at the price of meat, look at the price of bread and milk. I'm not sure now if the sales tax itself, particularly on families with kids and things and so forth, um, is more equitable to the people. We, um, there is discussion out there that the Senate voted against grocery tax repeal. That is totally inaccurate. There is no bill in the Senate. It has not been printed, nor has one come to us to repeal the grocery tax credit. That has never been up for a vote in the Senate this year. There are several bills in the House Um, Whether they will have committee hearings and come forth, that's something that I suppose only House leadership and committee chairs will be able to tell you. 
I would support either one at this point. I would support the um, credit. And there is a bill in the House that's been introduced to raise the grocery tax credit um, by $20. I don't know with inflation. I wish it were a little bit more than that. But I would definitely support that if it makes its way across. It would be something we would have rather than nothing. The Senate passed a, uh, a self-directed learner bill for kids in school. Did you Were you in favor of that one? Yes, I was. I, um, I think that um, it's very important that um, parents um, have the opportunities to help their kids. And I think that kids who um, exert themselves um, and show um, potential, I think they need to be encouraged. Senator Regina Baird, District 21 in Meridian, thank you uh, very much for taking some time talking with us this morning. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a chance somewhere in the future before the session is over to talk to you once again. Okay, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. very much. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, We have news coming up at the top of the hour. Conversations about what you just heard from our two state senators. If you would like, it is Open Phones Friday. If you want to talk about something else, guess what? It's all about you. So we will talk about something else because it is, as I mentioned, Open Phones Friday, brought to you by Fast Eddie's in Meridian on Eagle Road. Phone numbers to get through, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. You can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com, or you can text us. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. End of the uh, final hour of our Friday show this morning. The final hour of Open Phones Friday, 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you want to get through this morning. It is brought to you, uh, brought to you by Fast Eddie's. Um, I had mentioned a little bit earlier this morning, if you're looking for uh, energy drinks to get your day started off, there is no better place to go in the entire state, maybe even the Northwest, over 300 Different energy drinks at Fast Eddie's. I'd mentioned uh, they have. You haven't the, seen a bigger selection. I have never seen a bigger selection. Neither have I. Yeah, um, and, and some new flavors. They get new flavors all the time. And I was super impressed the other day when I was in there. Uh, they have Starburst, and they have Skittles. Starburst uh, Star- energy drink. Yep, and, and Skittles. And I, I think you missed it a little bit earlier this morning. Uh, Bob Ross energy drink. Bob Ross, the painter. Yeah. <laughs> Energy? I, I, I don't. Bob Ross does not strike me when I when you see Bob Ross paintings, and you can still see his YouTube videos, um, mm. not a ball of energy. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of yeah. ways to describe Bob Ross, but energetic really isn't one I've ever heard. Uh, put a pretty little tree right here. See, it's just okay, a, see, a tree it's, just it's, needs to be popping right out. Just a pretty little tree. No, no, they're happy little trees. Happy little trees yeah. with a happy little mountain. And then right above that, we're going to put some happy little cra- clouds. He takes about, you know, three brush strokes and does something it would take me a year to figure out how to do. Um, yeah, but Bob Ross energy drinks. Who knows? Maybe maybe they're super, super good. Maybe um, they make your hair grow. Remy writes in, um, Mike, so you're the voice of the Broncos and you haven't received the memo on the February 13th basketball game? Well, first of all, I'm not the voice of the Broncos. Bob Beeler is. Uh, come on. Do some research or check. It was announced yesterday that the basketball game scheduled on Super Bowl Sunday. Am I allowed to say that? Um, we'll tip off at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. I, I checked this earlier this morning on the Mountain West uh, website, and then I had also looked at the Idaho Statesman. And no, I had not received a memo, but I just did recheck 
and uh, checked a different website. It has been um, given a time now, 2 o'clock next Sunday. So if you're going to go to the game live, which I wish they had started this earlier because it is going to overlap for you probably with the Super Bowl. Um, the game will start at 2 o'clock. Usually games last a couple of hours, and then by the time you get out and college. drive home, you're probably going to miss some, the kickoff. Some college games only last about 90 minutes. Depends on how, you know. Uh, well, if, if it's a real close game, that tends to go a little longer. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I, I wish they would have put this at 1 o'clock to allow people to go and not have to worry about getting in a home in time for the kickoff. But it is... Uh, happening next Sunday, Extra Mile Arena, Colorado State, Boise State, 2 o'clock, Mountain Time uh, tip-off. It will also be televised, uh, so in addition to listening to it here on News Talk KBOI, uh, you will be able to uh, get all the details uh, and watch it if you would like. Um, also, a, r- a reminder that t- tomorrow we have double action for you, double header tomorrow, uh, men's and women's basketball are at Extra Mile, uh, Extra Mile Arena. First, the women will take on San Diego State. That tip-off is at noon. You'll hear that on 670 KBOI. Then the men will take on San Jose State, pregame with Bob and Abe. That is at 3.30. Tip-off will be at 4 o'clock. And good news, you can hear that on 670 KBOI and 93.1 FM. And I know there are a lot of people who are enjoying hearing the uh, basketball games on 93.1 FM um, because every time that a game has been played on 93.1, we end up getting two or three emails in saying, thank you for putting it on KVOI. I was able to listen to the game. So there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. So once again, that's happening uh, tomorrow. Hopefully Boise State can get back on the uh, win streak. Wanted to uh, let's go ahead and take a phone call first um, before uh, I forget that he is on the line. Russ, apologize. Thanks for being patient. Uh, Russ from Eagle. Good morning. You're on uh, News Talk KBOI. Hey, morning, guys. I just wanted to get in on that uh, conversation earlier about the Olympics. And just, uh, I mean, I was a huge fan for, for many decades. And I started losing interest when I first started to quit, wa- stop watching any events that were judged because it was clear that there was a lot of biases there necessarily, not necessarily against the U S but primarily against us um, by any events that were judged, whether it be winter or summer Olympics. So I quit watching those events. And then the most recent one was when the U S Olympic committee allowed our athletes to protest during the Olympic trials, protest against our country. Uh, That was the, the next blow, as far as I was concerned, and then lastly, I, I don't, you know, unfortunately, you know, the athletes would get hosed in the whole thing, but we shouldn't even be there in China. I mean, the fact that the Olympic International Olympic Committee awarded them another set of Olympic Games when they just had them, you know, ten or twelve years ago already, but based on you know their history and and everything they're doing um, with Corona, with with the way they treat the the all the problems with their treating the Uyghurs and it, we, we shouldn't even be there. It shouldn't have been hosted there in the first place. And, and I'm done with it. I mean, I, I, I I'm done with it altogether. I, there's plenty of other things I could be doing rather than watching this stuff. Yeah. You know, and I, I get it and I appreciate your, your opinion. I, I, I'm a little on the other side of this. And the only reason I say that is because I'm that way with all sports. I, I go to sports for, relief i don't go to sports for politics i don't want anything having to do with politics in my sports it's the reason why i don't watch nba basketball i have not watched an nba basketball game in almost two years now 
um, after the Black Lives Matter thing that they did. Um, I was just done with I, politics there completely. I haven't, I haven't watched one in almost thirty six well, yeah, hours. <laughs> so, but when you, when you mix that that same thing exactly, you can morph that into the NFL. When all that stuff started with the NFL, I punched out. And, yeah, and I started watching college, and eh, it's a little bit there too. But yeah, the, when they start mixing the politics in it, but and then that kind of goes against with the Olympics too. You got you know there obviously it's politics if you're going to boycott it, but. Uh, that's, I think it's more on the International Olympic Committee for for even allowing it to be there in the first place. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's just that's just well. The, the Olympics were created to they were created to supersede politics, but since the very first Olympics in 1896, politics have always been part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And the and, the and other thing is probably it has to do with uh, you know beyond politics is money talks, and there are yeah. it, it. I mean, the Olympics seriously have gotten so expensive now that there are really only a handful of countries that can even afford to host them anymore. Right. That's, that's true. And think of it this way too. And, that, and this one's even, I grant it's funded by the Chinese government, the communist government, but they're not even going to have fans to, to, to put butts in the seats to help pay for it. So, you know, there's a lot of expense there, but you know, it's all done under slave labor anyway. So what difference does it make? Thank you for the call, Russ. Appreciate your Thank opinions. You. 208-336-3700, pound 67 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Amy writes in, uh, this is good information to know, and I want to pass this, and I appreciate, Amy, you writing this. Uh, say, uh, hi, Casper, love the show. Uh, we have Dish TV also. I called them to complain very nicely about not having NBC and that I wouldn't be able to watch the uh, Super Bowl. They sent me out a free antenna. I'm from Cincinnati, so go Bengals. Huh. Um, They'll send a free one, huh? I didn't even realize the you Super sure, Bowl was on NBC this year. You sure they didn't just add it to your bill without you uh, <laughs> being yeah, any the wiser? Yeah. Uh, Amy, can you check that out? Because that's kind of some good information to know. Um, but I see, and I was getting to the point now where I thought that NBC would be back by yeah. now. Um, it's been what six, seven, eight months since they've had their little fight. It seems like it's been forever. So. Um, I remember uh, we lost HBO on Dish because of their fight, yeah, and HBO deal. was off for almost, what, a year and a half before mm-hmm. they finally worked the details out? But they did. But I'm getting very close. I even thought uh, yesterday and, and decided to take a nap instead that I was going to call Dish and, and sit on hold however long it took to say, hey, I want my money back because part of the reason why I pay you guys is for the local channels. And didn't do that. But now, if I complain nicely and I can get a, a free antenna, I may I may end up doing that. I told you what I did. I just signed up for YouTube TV, which means I have to pay about an extra, you, you know, fifty bucks a month. But uh, it's 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 like I said, I, 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 I it's supposed to be temporary. Um, you know, I dropped hints to you yesterday that I don't have your sign in password yet for YouTube Television, and I noticed uh, I'm still having to drop those hints. You know what? I understood that completely. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I'm still dropping that hint. I understand. I'll get you. I'll, I'll give you my Netflix and, and completely. By the way, I'll get you my Netflix uh, password. Yeah, I already have one of those. Well, I can't help that. Help me help you. I was going to say n- name a name a service. I don't know where you have a password <laughs> <I> to. <know. laughs> Here, let me name one. I don't have a password to YouTube. I even have the Criterion Channel. To what is that? It's art movies on purpose. Like, yeah, foreign movies and old movies and stuff like that. On purpose. On purpose. And you pay for that. I do watch them, yes. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I can be as pretentious as the next guy. See, uh, I tell you, if you listen to KBOI every day and you listen all morning long, you're going to learn something. Um, I just learned that uh, Chris Walton pays for some useless television channels. We'll take a break. More of your phone calls and emails. Useless to you. Uh, If you want to get through, phone lines are open. You can also email chris at kbui.com and mike at kbui.com. For Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919. Uh, Don't forget, kboi.com. Click on the Sweet Deals link. One left. $1,000 $1,000 towards a photo shoot with Kim Starkey Photography. Only one deal left. Uh, $250 is all it cost you. $1,000, though, towards your uh, photo shoot for only mm-hmm. $250. 75% off. It's a mega sweet deal. That is one of the expenses of getting married, if you're, gonna, if you're going to do the pictures correctly. Have a good photographer like her show up and uh, you know do them. It can be fairly expensive and well worth it. But what a great wedding present to receive the gift of photography, and uh, the person giving it only has to pay one-fourth of what it's worth. Yeah, and just think, if you're one of the 50% that end up staying married for the rest of your lives, you'll always have those memories. Yeah. And if you're one of the 50% that don't, you'll always have those memories that you can throw into a burn barrel. I I don't know how it would work if you want to do a split the photography between two different weddings um, in your lifetime, (laughs) but if, if you're already planning the second wedding, you may have more problems than I can help you with. It is Open Phones Friday. It's brought to you by Fast Eddie's in uh, Meridian on Eagle Road. Um, one of the things we brought up with our, our senators that we talked to this morning is the uh, bill boosting protections for Idaho gun makers and uh, carriers. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, legislation was introduced yesterday. It would enhance protections for gun makers, sellers, and concealed weapons carriers during declared emergencies in Idaho. Senate State Fairs Committee voted to introduce the bill that alters the state's Disaster Preparedness Act by prohibiting the closing of gun-related businesses during an emergency, like what got closed down during uh, the uh, COVID emergency um, during the first part of uh, COVID back in uh, early 2020. Governor Brad Little had issued a temporary stay-at-home order in early 2020 due to the coronavirus pandemic. Some workers and businesses were declared essential, while others like gun businesses, um, were not so this is a way, essential. This is a way to legislate that uh, gun stores are essential personnel? Yeah. Okay. And stay open. I, I guess the, the question that I have and is if, if there's so many people against, and, and, and we have talked to so many people, even though it only lasted for a uh, short time of shutting down essential businesses, why are they just limiting this to to guns and uh, gun makers and gun carriers in the state? Why didn't they just say, "Hey, we're going to make it everybody's essential, so you can't close anybody down"? I I, I I'm going to throw that out there. Maybe maybe most of the legislature wouldn't go for that. To get your thoughts, if you'd like to weigh in, um, and then uh, before we uh, start weighing in on that, it looks like Rick Worthington. Might have some breaking news for us this morning. Got a little breaking news for you. I'm not entirely sure what's happening here, but it looks like there are a handful of Idaho State police troopers working to remove the tents and other items from the homeless encampment down the street from us here at the Capitol at the State House. So don't know what prompted it. It's been kind of a silent demonstration for the most part with just the tents being up, but um, 
Looks like it's getting cleaned up right now. So we'll uh, possibly have some more uh, on this story breaking uh, throughout the day. It does appear to be a peaceful thing that's going on right now. But nevertheless, we weren't expecting them to break that camp down today. So it's unexpected to me, unexpected to you. So it's breaking news. Very interesting. There you go. All right. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. As we mentioned, hey, this is this is why uh, live and local is always best when it comes to your uh, radio stations, especially your news talk stations, because uh, we can get you breaking news, and this is something mm-hmm. that uh, we'll be following about, uh, following along with in our news today. Um, uh, anything more and any more information that we get, of course, you will hear uh, here on News Talk KDOI. Yes, bulletins as they happen. Yep. Um, anyway, I, once again, back to, uh, the question and, and I'm just throwing this out there. I don't, I don't have an answer for it, but I'm just curious if, if the Idaho legislature can make it so that, you know, gun carriers, gun people who make ammunition, all of that, um, can be essential, ascent, deemed essential. Why, why doesn't the legislature just say, you know what, we're going to make it so that everything is essential. Why is it just because the gun lobby has so much money? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have an answer to this, but it is interesting that that is one of the things that they're talking about as just making one business that that is essential, that wasn't deemed essential in early 2020. If you'd like to weigh in on that, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, uh, a question in from Earl. Uh, he writes in, with growth of the Treasure Valley and prices skyrocketing, how come... We can't build a few tiny home communities around the valley. Can someone please explain why a simple solution like tiny homes is a threat to home values around our area? More affordable housing like tiny homes and becoming a forward-thinking city helping to keep residents who have been here for years from becoming homeless or moving away seems to me like a no-brainer. So why, oh why, can't we do it? Just a question. And does he mean a, a new community or uh, infill? Um, I think he means new community. Uh, infill would be a little bit difficult just because of... Well, especially in a historic area. Yeah, yeah it, just because of HOA rules, number one, mm-hmm. usually don't allow it. Um, also, building permits, uh, being able to get building permits to do it. But I, I'm right with but you, is, and, I, and I brought this up before also. Is there currently a law that says you can't build a tiny house community? Yeah, that's why we don't have them. Okay, then. And so I, I, I am of the same. I've asked this question over and over. If homelessness is such a problem, as the Boise mayor says it is, as our lawmakers say it is, as people who live here, and as we've just heard with the homeless people who are making the protest, if homelessness is such a problem and affordability is such a problem, I mean, we hear about affordable housing in the news almost every single day here for Idaho because of the uh, increase in prices. And I get it that people don't want these tiny homes to be um, movable tiny homes, which right now most tiny homes are oh. put on wheels and they're like a mobile home. I, they, I, I get that part. They'd rather there would be a foundation than, yeah. than what they consider a mobile home park. But it, it, if, like he said, Earl said, why can't we do that? Why can't we get, you know a change in the building permit laws so that you can have tiny home communities that are built and you have companies come in and say, Hey, look, we're going to put in a hundred tiny homes and we're going to sell each one at 75,000 to a hundred thousand dollars so that people can now afford a home that can't afford three, four, five hundred thousand dollar homes. I think if in my, in my thinking, and maybe I'm wrong, 
I think people would take care of a home that they pay for themselves, that is their own property. They would pay and take better care of it than they would a oh, rental I'm, home or something like that. I'm don't sure you some think? Would, I'm sure some would feel that way. Yeah. I mean, because it's your home. If if you don't take care of it, the price is going to drop. I mean, and when you get ready to sell and move up to a bigger home instead of a, a 600 or 700 the, square foot home, then your home isn't going to be worth enough to be able to do that. The people that we're talking about are inherently unpredictable. Um, Earl, I have the same question. Uh, I, I don't have an answer for you. Uh, maybe somebody does. Maybe a builder will be listening this morning and, and can answer that question. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we've got news coming up next. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning and take part in the show, we encourage that. We encourage that every day, of course, but especially on Fridays because we'll talk about anything you would like to talk about on Fridays. It's called Open Phones Friday. Patrick wrote in and says, uh, "Wait, what? Mike is bagging on you for paying for useless TV channels?" And in the same paragraph, he admits to having Dish Network. Uh, FYI, Casper, you are paying for hundreds of useless TV channels. Get a digital TV antenna, and you can get NBC for free. And he says, um, but I want HBO. On a side note, I agree with Mike. We should class all businesses in Idaho as essential. I will never vote for Little again because I feel he violated some people's right to equal protection when he deemed one person essential and another person not. I don't believe our rights only apply when it is convenient. This communication is the property of Lumen Technology. Okay, that's I'm, I'm reading the book. <laughs> I'm reading the part that uh, it's it's in the same font, which is interesting. Usually, usually whatever you do, don't don't put anything on the tele- teleprompter. He'll read everything yeah, exactly. on the teleprompter. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Thank you for that laugh today. Uh, Dylan. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> San Diego. I'm, we're going to have to agree to German, disagree. German for whales. Never. <laughs> uh, Dylan writes in, we have many tiny homes already. They're called apartments and condos. Tiny homes cost more in infrastructure versus apartment buildings. Yeah, true. If they're in their own lot, they do. Well, and here's the other thing. You're not buying your apartment. You're renting it from some big, huge company. Well, you can buy apartments and townhouses. I don't know. I, townhouses and condos, I haven't seen too many apartments that are up for sale. Usually, they're building apartments to specifically rent them out and make money on the rent, rent big companies do. Uh, condos, yes, you see those sometimes that uh, are for sale. However, once again, it's a little different than a tiny home. You're living right next with a, you know, sharing a wall with somebody. A tiny home is mm-hmm. your own personal house, and you are paying for that house. You're putting a down payment, and it allows you to get into the house cheaper. I mean, the big complaint is now that people can't afford homes that are priced. The average median price in uh, Boise, I think the last time was in December, was what? Over half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you're making $50,000 a year, $60,000 a year, you probably can't afford what the payments, or especially coming up with the, you know, 5% down payment for a first-time homeowner or, or whatever. Right. So, it, it makes it harder to get in. However, if you have a 600, 500, 600 square foot home, now granted, it's not, you know, going to be an elaborate mansion. It's not going to be super nice. Is that how big the, the tiny homes are? Yeah. 
but it's but it's going to be your home and it's going to allow you to live in a home and build equity in that so mm-hmm. that eventually you'll be able to trade in instead of just throwing away money on rent well, if, if you know uh, if if you know uh, you know sayings like i need to get a roof over my head i mean literally that's basically what you're doing you're getting a roof over your head maybe not the biggest you know amount of space in the world no. but you've got something right and i mean there are a lot of apartments that you know are 800 square feet or or less that you rent and are more expensive than what a tiny home would mm-hmm. cost you if you were purchasing it especially if you were financing it out over 30 years barbara writes in um I've watched uh, the show that builds tiny homes on television. Most homes on the show are pretty elaborate, but I think they should be considered. I think there should be specific areas designated for these types of homes. And maybe I'm all wrong. Maybe maybe this is something that wouldn't help out, you know, the high cost and high price of, of homes here in the Treasure Valley. Maybe it wouldn't help out the homeless. I don't know. I'm just thinking it's it's an idea that we haven't even tried to... Mm-hmm. To do, and, and we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the homeless situation with the Interfaith Sanctuary Rescue Mission, and that's where this whole protest began because people couldn't get into Interfaith Sanctuary because it was plumb full. Um, you know, everybody keeps saying we need to do something about the unaffordable houses and the homeless situation. Why can't we at least maybe the city of Boise, the mayor is, is saying one of her priorities is to get homeless taken care of to get affordable housing, maybe set up a pilot project in some area and allow a builder to come in and do this and, and put these together to see if it does work. I mean, how many builders, though, want to, want to build something like that? Because it's not, uh, as far as I know, it's not nearly as profitable as just building regular houses, is it? Um, I would imagine that it would cost less to build a 700-square-foot home, quite a bit less than it costs to build a 4,000-square-foot home. Or a three thousand square foot home. Mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe so. I don't. I don't know. You're. You're. you're but you're probably right. You had a profit margin on a big home. But is I going to be more than than a small tiny. I, home. I was actually more referring to just you know what the government can or can't do. Yeah. I'm. You know. To, as far as I know, there have only been a certain number of things we've ever tried to uh, get rid of homelessness, and none of them particularly work well. Uh, yeah. Here. Here in Idaho. If you if you make this a place where homeless people you know always have. Uh, you know, it easy, then you end up with more homeless people, right? So even if you're trying to do good, you might, in the long run, not be. I guess uh, you could say that the best thing um, for homelessness that works here in Idaho is uh, our weather. It's so cold that homeless people in the wintertime don't want to come here. They're going to go mm-hmm. to a warmer area. Good point. So, so I guess, you know, if we I mean, if, really if have gonna, global warming, it's going to be, be a problem, bigger problem as we move forward. If you were going to be homeless in America, where would you want to be? I'm going to go to Hawaii. Uh, yeah, I would probably go for Honolulu or San Diego. Something like that. Uh, Holly writes in and says, hi there. I heard your breaking news report this morning. I'm glad to hear that the Idaho State Troopers are taking down the tent city. As I mentioned in my previous email, there is nothing peaceful about what those protesters are doing. I was with my husband and my three children the other day. We were driving downtown in Boise, right by this place, and they aggressively rushed our car. There is nothing peaceful or safe or good about what is going on downtown, and we need to take care of it. This is not the solution to do tent cities. I agree with other callers saying we need to find other housing opportunities, but this is not safe 
and not good for the future of our beautiful city. Thank you so much. Now, the the, the tent city wasn't designed as just a place to live. They they were uh, they were having a protest. That's why it was there. But I, I don't think we just allow tent cities to go up in public places for just you know just for the sake of shelter. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, Bob and Nampa. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Morning, guys. So this is Bob, the evil landlord, Nampa. Oh, you, you evil, can... evil person, you. I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than kicking a little old lady out in the snow on Christmas <laughs> Eve and kicking her little dog as she goes Stop by. Stop it. That's what we live for. Man. Stop it. <laughs> you're, you're, so... you're, you're famous around here, Mr. Legree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, you know, I, every time this affordable housing issue gets discussed, I just have to shake my head. Housing is a commodity. It's no different a sack of potatoes at Albertsons or a gallon of gas. It's worth what the market says it's worth. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, well, back, let's say back in 07, 08, back in the days when we couldn't cover mortgages. We were feeding properties hundreds of dollars a month just to not lose them. And I don't remember this great hue and cry about uh, this is so unfair to these poor landlords that the, the rents have dropped to the point that they're, you know, two or $300, $500 a month below what their mortgage is. But, Bob, that's because you guys are all multimillionaire rich people, and uh, you don't have money problems like anybody else. Hey, you want to make a good investment? I have got, no, I'd have to check. I know it's well over a quarter of a million dollars now in uh, bad rental debt that's in collection. Wow. I'll never see. I might see five percent of it that makes me feel that makes me feel very bad for you (laughs) so you know again why what other product do we see that that, that our city people what have you actively trying to drive down the price of they don't go to albertsons and say you got to drop the price of your potatoes or we're going to go in competition with you you know it it is just uh to me uh, the gentleman that I talked to, whoever it was there when I you answered the phone, well, housing is a human right. No, it's not a human right. It is something that you need to provide for yourself. And these people in this uh, encampment down there, there are probably a small percentage of those people that are truly incapable of providing for themselves. But the vast majority of those people have made a choice not to, either in their actions or inactions. And, uh, you know, why Why should the rest of us be supporting them? Yeah. Well, and even to further your point, at no time during the time that that encampment was going on, were there not available beds at uh, rescue, Boise Rescue Mission? You know, I'm, so saying that, I, hey, there's no place for us to go was uh, a, a, a not, not true. There was always the yeah. entire time that it's been down there, there's been open beds at either uh, the Boise Rescue Mission or Interfaith Sanctuary. Now, I know Interfaith Sanctuary did fill up from, uh, especially on the weekends, but at no time were there not beds available for those people to go if they didn't want to be living in their tent. Yeah, well, and these, these people, you know, again, they've made this choice. They don't want to follow the rules that are required to live in those facilities. They want to have their drugs, their alcohol, their whatever it is they want to do. Have you ever noticed they don't want to be half homeless halfway between Mountain Home and Boise? They want to be homeless in downtown Boise where they have access to whatever it is they want and to be taken care of. Yeah. Well, and that's, and I guess I that's fair. I just don't fair. have much sympathy for them. Question, question for you. Um, what do you think about uh, the uh, homeless, uh, or not homeless, the uh, tiny homes? Do you, do you think it's time that we uh, maybe try to 
get a tiny homes community somewhere to try and see if that would help alleviate some of the problems? If somebody wants to take their own private money and, and develop something like that, sure, why not? You know, whether I, I don't know if it should be put down in the middle of a of another development someplace where it may or may affect the property value of the other people's houses, you know, the regular houses. But, you know, I have, I have no opposition to that. I think people are going to get tired of that real quick as far as the small space, but that's that's their choice and their money. All right, Bob, I, I know we have to let you go because uh, you've got to right. uh, get back to your evil money-making ways and uh, kicking people out of your, uh, your places of establishment. So we'll let you go <laughs> ahead and do that. Thank you for the call, Bob. All right. You have a good day. Bye. <laughs> Well, uh, take a break hey, here. It's Friday. It's eviction day. <laughs> uh, you notice? Not not in my backyard. More the NIMBY. Uh, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm all for uh, tiny homes. I just don't want them anywhere close to my there we go. Uh, place where I don't, live. Don't put them anywhere. It could uh, hurt my property value. 208-336-3700, pound 670. And Verizon Wireless, one more segment on the way. It is Open Phones Friday. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. The podcast has been accused of spreading dangerous misinformation. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. I'm not trying to promote misinformation. I'm not trying to be controversial. I've never tried to do anything with this podcast other than just talk to people and have interesting conversations. Now, because of this controversy, Neil Young has removed his music from Spotify and Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I most certainly don't want that. I'm not mad at Neil Young. I'm a huge Neil Young fan. So my pledge to you is that I will do my best to balance out these more controversial viewpoints with other people's perspectives so we can maybe find a better point of view. I don't want to just show the contrary opinion to what the narrative is. I want to show all kinds of opinions. Uh, That was the apology from earlier this uh, week that Joe Rogan made about his uh, podcast um, John Stewart. He was, he was very polite and thorough. About yeah. It. yeah. Uh, John Stewart um, has Joe Rogan's back. He thinks it's a, a mistake for artists to remove their music from Spotify. Also, take a listen. Don't leave. Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. I'm not saying it's it's always going to work out fruitfully, but I'm always of the mindset that engagement. And especially with someone like a Joe Rogan, who is not, in my mind, an ideologue in any way. And here's the other thing. You're a musician. Like, how much misinformation is spread by, like, Eric Clapton is on platforms that you're on, and he's psycho. (laughs) So do you remove yourself from every platform? There's no question that there is egregious misinformation that's purposeful and hateful and all those other things. And, And that being moderated is a credit to the platforms that run them. But this overreaction to Rogan, I think, is a mistake. Interesting. Well, I mean, he says he's, he's, he says Rogan is not an ideologue, but, I mean, he is known to be on, on the right side of the uh, spectrum. You have to keep in mind also, too, whether you, whether you like, you know, these platforms... 
you know, you agree with them, you don't agree with them. Um, it's a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's not a newscast. It's a podcast. Which is full for, of, it's always full of opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's for entertainment purposes. It's the reason why he was paid $100 million by Spotify. Because it's, it's for entertainment purposes to get people to come to that platform and help Spotify and, make money. And apparently Spotify does well with it. Yeah. Now, the reason Joe Rogan, you know, didn't dig his heels in, I, I personally think, is the fact that he has paid $100 million by Spotify, doesn't want to lose that platform. Because there's probably not a lot of other platforms out there that would pay him $100 million? Yeah, going to be able to pay him $100 million. I have, I have to admit, if, if there were something right now paying me $100 million, I wouldn't be messing with it. You'd apologize, right, if you, if, if you had something like this. Because, I mean, this has, right now, when you have Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and I think uh, uh, one of the living Bee Gees that is alive said, hey, we're going to take our music off also. That would have to be Barry. Is it Barry? Um, He's the only one that's still alive. Okay, so Barry Gibbs said the same thing. I mean, when you have those three people, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, Barry Gibbs, big deal. When's the last time any of them had a hit? You know what I mean? Granted, they still have music you listen to. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, how big a deal is this? Because just because they pull their music off Spotify doesn't mean you're not going to be able to hear their music. Now, would they pull their music off Spotify if Spotify was the only place they were making money? The only place you were going to hear their music? No, they're not going to pull their own music to spite their face off of Spotify. But Possibly. You, you yeah. still have YouTube. You still have Amazon Music. You still have all these other platforms that their music is able to get. Plus, you can still buy the CD yeah, and use, LPs uh, from these guys. We use Apple Music because it's like $14 a month. I, I use Pandora. I've never used Spotify in my life. Pandora, guess what? I can get Neil Young and Joni Mitchell music on Pandora. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know necessarily what this means. The problem is it could turn into something bigger if everybody on, uh, on uh, Spotify said, you know what, we're going to be in support of them. We're pulling our music off of it, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian and Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. We've got about 30 seconds. Okay, I'll make it quick. I just wanted to remind everybody to see if anybody else noticed this, but the president spread, spread a little misinformation yesterday in his talk about guns when he said, that the gun manufacturers are the only business that can't be held accountable for the product they make. I'm going to remind everybody that the pharmaceutical companies are on that list now, too. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I appreciate the call. You know what? That's it. I'm pulling my I'm pulling my can podcast I, can, from Spotify over that. Can alcohol companies be sued for somebody drinking too much? Bars can. Mm, you okay. know, because for of, over-serving. For over-serving. So I, I would say, yeah, that's a very good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, that's going to be uh, it, about uh, it for us today. A couple of reminders for you. Don't forget, doubleheader tomorrow for basketball. Boise State uh, men's team tries to uh, get back uh, and start a new win streak after their 14-game win streak uh, was put to an end. Uh, so that will be giving up uh, coming up tomorrow. It's a uh, double. Header tomorrow, by the way. Uh, women's basketball uh, action, Extra Mile Arena. First, women take on San Diego State, tip off at noon, and then the men take on San Jose State. Bob and Abe will have the 3.30 uh, pregame and then tip off at 4 o'clock. You'll hear that not just on 670 KBOI, but also 93.1 FM tomorrow. Have yourself a great weekend. We're on a break. Uh, Dan Bongino may be here coming up. He has COVID, I guess, again Mm -hmm. for a second time. Um, So we'll find out if he's going to be here on the way coming up.